Coming up on this week's Plan of Japan, you'll find out how the tax man gets his money in Japan, and you'll learn the fate of the woman of 12 faces. Stay tuned for episode 99, Hugging in Harajuku. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. You know, a lot of people are members of、uh, families, a lot of times dysfunctional families. Most of the time. Yeah. And there's a lot of stress sometimes in families. Right. Sure. So、uh, we're going we're gonna to give people some signs they can look for to know if indeed their family might be dysfunctional. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. For example, if conversations in your family often begin with put down the gun and then we'll talk. Ah,、uh, yeah. That's a sure sign. Yeah. Of a dysfunctional family. That one. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. We've all seen it. <laughs> How about this one? The school principal has your number on speed dial. Yeah, that's never a good sign. Uh huh. Yeah, indeed. You know,、uh, a really troubling sign is when even your cat is on Valium. Ah,、uh, yeah. Yeah. You got you know, you to keep cats calm. That's right, yeah. They're easily excitable. And you really know your family's stressed when you're trying to get your four year old to switch to decaffeinated. Oh, yeah. That, that can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, if nobody in the family ever has time to wait for those microwave TV dinners, you've probably got a, a, a problem. Finally, you know your family is very stressed when your family meetings are mediated by law enforcement officials. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good sign.、Mm-mm. Well, there you go. I hope that's been you know, helpful for people to recognize dysfunction within the family. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, welcome once again to episode 99 of Planet Japan. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Amy Moo Chavez. We're just one show away from the big 100. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, 100 shows. It's amazing. 100 lifetimes. It'll be great. 100 moos. <laughs> Let's start the show just by reminding people very quickly that、uh, we're in the middle of our audience survey over at planetjapan.org or over at the.、Uh, The blog at planetjapanpodcast.blogspot.com. Looking for people to go over there, people who have listened to the show, and、uh, give us just a little bit of feedback. It'll only take you a few minutes, and it would be very useful to us. Yeah, we're trying to get to know、yeah. our audience. We're going to do it for、uh, a couple of months, and then we'll, we'll have a nice body of statistics. Well, you know, I've discovered that in、uh, Japan, a lot of people are kind of shy when it comes to hugging. Ah,、uh, they don't hug in Japan. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Why、yeah. don't people hug in Japan? It just seems to be kind of a, a cultural thing that Japanese don't、uh, do a lot of hugging, even in the family. They yeah, they don't really like to touch. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my students used to say that they had never kissed their parents. Some of my students used to tell me that even if they were gone for like a year or two, when they come home, they wouldn't、uh, be hugged. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to sit at the、uh, arrivals、um, section at the international airport and see、mm-hmm. all these kids come back from their homestays or their、yep. trips abroad and stuff, and, and everyone's all very stiff. And, oh, so <laughs> how was it? It's like they're standing 10 feet away from each other. It's like, gosh. 
So it was even more shocking then when uh, this group of university students, Japanese university students in Harajuku in mm-hmm. Tokyo, suddenly appeared on the streets with big signs saying free hugs. You mean they're not going to charge for them? Exactly. Yeah, that, that normal charge, you know, is really oh, what yeah, gets people. Exactly. Yeah. They were inspired by uh, an Australian guy named Juan Mann. He earned international fame on the internet when he, uh, he did this. He stood in uh, Sydney with a sign that said free hugs. Mm-hmm. And then he would just wait for people to come up and, and, and hug him. Wow. A lot of people, you know, thought he was nuts. But uh-huh. a lot of people hugged him. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Everyone needs a hug every now and then. Anyway, this group uh, of university students in, in Tokyo tried the experiment here and uh, found out it was not easy. Mm. They got a lot of strange looks. People would ask them questions like, are you guys a cult? A cult. <laughs> the hugging cult. The hugging cult. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they could get you know hugging people down, then they could move on to trees. Tree Hugging huggers. trees. Mm-hmm. Be a tree hugger. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should start with the trees. That's it with the Japanese. You know, it's like they could probably hug inanimate objects with no problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it turns out, though, this experiment was kind of interesting because a lot of people did take them up on their free hugs. Turns out they were almost all foreigners. Ah. ah. Mm-hmm. One guy says, you guys made my day. An American who had just gotten out of the hospital, he was walking on crutches. First thing he sees, somebody that wants to hug him. Ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. But what about these lecher- old lecherous Japanese salarymen you hear about all the time? You know, they're groping on the train, they're stalking, yet they wouldn't hug, huh? I guess not. Hmm. It's not the same if you have permission. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you're not violating someone's exactly. privacy. Exactly, that's right. Right, and that's yeah. the whole point, isn't it? So, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's a nice idea. I, I'm I'm hopeful that it will spread you know, around the country. And well, people will organize and, and it will become a movement. I certainly hope so. Because if you've ever hugged a Japanese person, it's really not a nice experience. It's <laughs> oh, not. Because really? they don't no? hug back. They just stand there like, you know. Uh, well, they're not sure what to do. They don't know what to do, yeah. yeah. And so you just kind of feel like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I've had to take a lot of my valuable time to teach uh, beautiful young women the techniques of proper hugging. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's it's something because I I don't mind sacrificing you know, myself. I've heard about you English teachers to to be able to do know? this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, good luck to our huggers. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Free hugs. I like that. Free I just hugs. like the fact that they're not charging because that's, that's what always gets me about hugs. Yeah. Most yeah. people charge way too much for hugs. For sure. Well, we just got finished with uh, tax time a couple of months ago here in Japan. And wasn't that stressful? That was, uh, you know, I think actually paying taxes in this country is much easier than paying taxes in uh, America. Is it? Why is that? Well, you know, you get your um, the equivalent to the the W-2 forms, Mm -hmm. right, from your employers. Mm -hmm. You just, you get that and you get your your tax form and you go down to the tax office. They just stick it into a machine. They say, this is what you owe us or this is how much you're getting back. You're on your way. You mean you don't fill yours out by hand? I don't have to, no. They just put it in a machine. Wow. Oh, because they have all your details. They know how much you make. I guess so, yeah. Ah, those are smart machines. Oh, they're very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I always, like, go in and do mine with the tax guy, which I always like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I Because I need assistance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. Things. Well, it's all in Japanese. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and mine's quite complicated since, uh-huh. you know. And they're, they're very accommodating. Mm. They really are. As a yeah. matter of fact, they come out to the island. Oh, really? Yeah. 
um, there's a certain day, or two days actually, every year, they come out so that you don't have to go into the mainland to, you know, ask mm -hmm. questions and stuff about your taxes. Really? They come out and they do them with you. Isn't that sweet? That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But not all taxmen are apparently so nice. <laughs> uh, well, I think the thing is, is that, you know, taxes are stressful for everyone. Yeah. Even the taxmen themselves. Indeed. As proved by uh, a senior collector, as they call him, mm -hmm. he uh, decided he was so stressed out at this time of year that he decided that really the only thing to get rid of this stress would be to go and rob a bank. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's just another way to collect money, really. Well, there you go. It's just, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, forced, but <laughs> right. Yeah, he's just doing his regular job. Exactly. Uh -huh. It's not really that much different. It isn't. Apparently, the police are, are frowning on it. Well, yeah, apparently. And, uh, yeah, he went in there and he dragged this woman outside. He just acted like this was totally normal. And maybe that's the way he's been, uh, you know, collecting taxes, you know, the whole time on the job. <laughs> Drag him out of the house. Maybe, yeah. Where's your money? <laughs> really? <laughs> and so, because this uh, guy apparently... Uh, has been running amok. We are going to name him this week's Dick of the Week. Absolutely. Congratulations, Congratulations. To, uh, to the to the tax man. All right. Yeah. He's the tax man. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Um, speaking of uh, oddballs, mm -hmm. <laughs> here's an interesting story from Italy. Ooh. Yeah. It's about a guy who's 103 years old who has rather unusual living accommodations. Oh yeah. Where does he live? He, he lives in his grave. In his grave. Yeah. He lives in his grave. I like that. Yeah. It's a nice oxymoron. Every day he spends uh, just lying in his grave waiting to die. Yeah, a number of years ago his wife passed away and then uh, a couple of years after that he decided just to, to lie in his grave every day and just wait to die. He does get out to, to clear the weeds out occasionally around the grave. Mm -hmm. His grave is right next to his wife's. Oh, right. Yeah, so he's just waiting mm -hmm. to join her. Well, why doesn't he just dig her up and then get in the casket with her and then all the problems are <laughs> solved? I think that might be frowned on. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not and sure. Now, he belongs to a Hindu caste who bury their dead. Uh, he dug his grave close to his wife's after she died back in the late 90s. Hmm. Yeah, 103, though. Boy, 103. Yeah. Well, he's obviously a bit loony. Loony. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at least he doesn't have to pay rent. Well, I wouldn't think that, yeah, a grave site, it would be already paid for. Yeah, so. so he's saving a lot of money. That's probably why he's living there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And probably his grave is probably bigger than a lot of uh, Japanese apartments. Yeah, and it'd be very cool in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. There yeah. you go. Well, good news. Yeah? The woman of 12 faces has finally been caught by the police. Wow. How did yeah. they recognize her? Well, the, it was, it was uh, hard because she had apparently had plastic surgery, including a nose job. Wow, 12 faces is a lot of faces. That's a lot of faces. Yeah. Yeah. What do you she, think she does when she goes to the mirror in the morning? It must be confusing. Very. Yeah. She was given this rather unusual nickname because she had a lot of false identities mm -hmm. in her two-year flight from the law because she was running from the law because, you know, oddly enough, she had murdered uh, her lesbian lover. That You know, if you've got a lesbian lover, you're supposed to love them, not kill them. Right. Yeah. That's just, you know, common sense. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go ahead and kill them, uh, then, you you know, you got trouble mm -hmm. right here in River City. Trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. So uh, she's been running away from the police for two years. Finally, the police got a tip there in Tokyo where this happened. They said, yeah, your your girl, her name is Yuka Maeda. Your girl's in, a, in one of these big sauna places where usually a, a bunch of guys hang out, mm. these 24-hour saunas. 
So a bunch of police women went there, and they dressed up like the customers with the robes and stuff, wandering around. Oh, they dress up or dress down? One of those. Uh-huh. And they finally found her in the dining room, according to the article, the last place they looked. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do people always say that? The last place they looked. It's of always the last, it's the last place. place. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, it wasn't the first place. Well, yeah. it could have been. It might have It could have been. been the first and the last and place. And the last. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they said, uh, excuse me, but are you Yuka Maeda, the woman of 12 faces who killed your <laughs> lesbian lover? <laughs> and she said, well, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so they hauled her ass off to jail. Wow. Yeah. She uh, apparently was uh, making ends meet, staying in these saunas for the most part, and uh, having sex for money mm-hmm. with the men. Now, wow. there, there's a name for a woman like that. Hmm. <laughs> so she could just hang out in these places. I mean, if they're 24-hour saunas, I guess yeah. you wouldn't really need a home then. Well, they have sleeping accommodations there, and uh, it, it, you know, it turned out to be kind of a nice place to hide from the police. Well, as long as you sleep with another customer, they're paying. So I guess so, you know, yeah. They're so that's uh, for the room. You may as well sleep with them. That's this week's tip for any uh, criminals who are listening. There you go. If you're in Japan and you need a place to hide from the police, check out these 24-hour saunas. Yeah, but they might just stay out of the dining room. Yeah, don't go to the dining room. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the, the last place they're going to look. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find you there. Indeed. Oh, the woman of 12 faces. Sounds like a movie, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good title. Mm-hmm. Good story. I think I'm going to do a screenplay. Mm. I think... Uh, I think I'm on to something here. Yeah. Yeah. Who could be the woman of 12 faces? Who could be the star? Uh, maybe maybe one of the Kano sisters. Between them, they've got, you know, 12 faces and, and four boobs. Wait, 12 faces? 24. 12 faces, that would be 24 boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Is it time for cowtails? Yeah, let's do a cowtail. No. Okay, today's cowtail, it's kind of sad. Oh, no. In England, Japanese beef is becoming more popular. Oh, this is very sad. It is. Yeah. And they're starting to export the Japanese cows to the UK. Okay. Well, actually, not the cows, the embryos. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And, of course, the reason why the cows are so delicious in Japan is because they feed them beer and they massage them. Ah. So they're doing the same thing, taking these same time-honored traditions, and they're massaging the cows in the UK as well, these Japanese cows. They're massaging the embryos? (laughs) How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> and they're also feeding them beer. Wow. Wow. They must be some crazy looking cows. Yeah. yeah? I've always thought that was kind of nice. I would like to uh, be a cow masseuse. Oh, sure. Don't you think that would be a good job for me? Oh, that'd be fun. Because I love cows. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's sad because people are going to eat them, but you know, I don't think you're ever going to stop people from eating beef. And even though I don't eat beef, you know, I mean, at least I could help these cows have, um, you know, a better lifestyle, mm-hmm. quality of life. One thing that was kind of interesting is that on this farm where these cows get to roam around outside and stuff like they don't really get to do in Japan, mm-hmm. they also have pigs. And so they decided they would start, you know, giving beer to the pigs as well. Ah. Now, I don't know if they don't like to be massaged, though, apparently pigs. So they said that the pigs like to swig the beer from a glass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Whereas the cows will only take the beer if it's mixed up with their grain. Ah, that makes sense. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I own the Moo Bar, as you know. Yeah. And it's a bar for cows. Mm -hmm. And our logo is a cow holding a a glass of draft beer in his hoof. And I know that cows like to swig beer from the mug. Mm-hmm. 
So I think they just they need to set up a bar for the cows. You know, they're probably just a little shy to sit there, mm-hmm. you know, in front of all those people and swig beer. It's really not, you know. Exactly. So proper. So um, I think that if they were to get, you know, proper mugs for them and, you know, give them a little bar to hang out at, that Mm -hmm. they would definitely be swigging and swilling. Swigging and swilling. From beer mugs. That sounds like a party. Mm -hmm. And to prove it, I think that, you know, they should bring their cows to the Moo Bar. Mm -hmm. Good idea. And we can see them in action. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's this week's Cow Tale. Congratulations. Oh, also, I'm wondering, um, I'm very interested in becoming a cow masseuse. So if anyone mm-hmm. has any idea on where the cow massage school is, please let me know. It must be, you know, somewhere, mm-hmm. you would think. Yeah. Yeah, probably in the last place you look. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would just like to say before we leave tonight, I would like to say my heartfelt congratulations go out to uh, to Blake, Jordan, and Melinda, the three finalists on American Idol. Yay. Mm. I can no. see you. I can see you're excited. I have no idea. <laughs> it's the top three. It's getting exciting. This is, you know, we're, we're coming down the home stretch now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm cheering. I'm pulling. I'm hoping that Jordan is going to take the top prize and go on to fame and glory. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And I'll move for her. Thank you. That would be mm-hmm. nice. I want to remind everybody also that my, my new blog, Nuts, Dicks, and Boobs, mm-hmm. has proven to be the most popular blog of all time, except it's not really a blog. It's a video magazine. Uh-huh. So it's the most popular video magazine of all time. Ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, let me give you a little bit of an idea of what you'll uh, find if you go on over to my new video magazine. You'll find things like uh, like a story on the uh, new Bible classes in Odessa, Texas. You'll find out uh, why the terrorists really hate us. And, of course, Jerry Falwell died earlier this week. Uh, there's some commentary on that. Scientology is... Uh, Apparently gone to war with the BBC. Some exciting video on uh, on that and some uh, commentary as well. There's a, a, an amazing video by a poet named Steve Connell about the war in Iraq. You've really got to check. It's the most amazing video I've ever seen about that subject. And, of course, I write a piece about reefer madness and how, uh, and how it may be, it just may be time to make marijuana legal. And, of course, there's lots of other great uh, comedy and music, lots of great videos. It's just a darn good video magazine. So if you have time, go on over, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Don't forget, you can uh, easily find it over at nutsanddicks.blogspot.com. We'll put a link on the show notes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back here next week with the big number 100 show. All right. Yeah, I look forward to that. And we'll close the show tonight with a great tune from Blue Number 9. It's called Sweet Sugar Honey. So long. Sayonara. Sounds and smells and sensory overload. Sour faces in the morning, bitter lines at the job. Salty dogs at the bar, spicy stories. I'm just a hungry soul, wanting something good. To see it, hear it, taste at least once in a day. Tangy tales on the phone, nasty news, yucky songs on the radio and black TV shows. And everything's in the